So the snippets is sponsored by Renee Jack Nussbaum and the Schuss of Rafu Shlema for Adabas Al-Tachaya. We're up to the third and final part of Hodu. The first two parts, as evidenced in any sitter you look in, will show you, come from Divri Ayamim Aleph Perak Tezayin. And if you look at the third part, which we're going to begin to study together tonight, you'll see that every Pasuk is a reference to another place in Telem. The third part of Hodu is made up of not one unit, but 22 different Pesukim scattered from across Tehillim. What is its theme? What is the unifying message of the third part of Hodu? Why was it written? Why was it established? Why was it added on to the first part that goes together? The Sefer Yosef explains that the first section of Hodu, the paragraphs from Divra Yamim, were composed to celebrate, as we've mentioned many times, the arrival of the Aron, the fact that the Aron was retrieved from the Plishtim who had taken it and was being placed permanently in Yerushalayim. So a person might think, when do you sing praise? When do we feel Hashem's presence? When are we grateful? When there is a Beis HaMikdash, when His divine presence is felt most intensely, when the divine protection is felt most profoundly. But once the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, one might be think, there goes Hodu. What Hodu is there left to say? What gratitude and what praise is there left to offer? So this third section as I said, a composite of Psukim from around Tehillim is all there to tell us that even in the time of Bayashani that had no Aron, the Aron, according to most, was hidden underneath the Temple Mount in the base in the uh, Harabais. But even in the second base on Mikdash, the Kedusha wasn't diminished. And even today, without a base on Mikdash, Kedusha holiness, very apropos our Parsha, but holiness, sanctity, the unique and singular connection with Hashem is not dependent on bricks and mortar on a physical structure, but comes, it emanates from Hashem. And that's what this third section comes to communicate. It is a prayer, it's a tefillah to end our exile. It's the hope and the longing to get back to a Beis HaMikdash. But ultimately it is the affirmation that even in its absence, one can feel Hashem. And now when we turn to the Pesukim, we can understand why these were chosen. Romimu Hashem hadom raglav kadoshu. We say, one should praise, lift, exalt Hashem, our God, and bow down. Why? Kadoshu. Because He is holy. We didn't bow in the Beis HaMikdash because the Beis HaMikdash was holy, though of course it was. But the source of the holiness of the Beis HaMikdash is a source that can never be stopped, that never ceases, it's never destroyed. Kadosh, who? Hashem is still holy, and that's why Romamu, even in the absence of a Beis HaMikdash, we still exalt Him, we still praise Him, we still lift Him. Hishtachavah, the notion of Hishtachavah, to prostrate oneself on the ground, to spread out the imagery is it's utter nullification. One lies on the ground, one is stating with great humility, I'm utterly and entirely dependent on you. That sense of dependence, that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the longing to connect to His Kedusha, to His Holiness, is not because of a place, but it comes directly from Him. Romamu Hashem Elokeinu v'yishtachavu lahar kadsho. Why? Ki kadosh Hashem Elokeinu. We say again, exalt Hashem and bow down har kadsho, the harabayis, referencing the Beis HaMikdash, we don't have. But why are we bowing there? Ki kadosh Hashem Elokeinu. So both Romamus, these successive psukim that begin Romamu and Kadoshu, Ki Kadosh Hashem Elokeinu. They're a reminder that that holiness can't be broken, it's never severed, and we are never distanced from it. 
even in the absence of a Beis HaMikdash. After the first part of Hodu, the celebration of the Aron, we talk about even in the absence of an Aron, Hashem is unchanged. And therefore, Kadoshu, Kadosh Hashem Elokeinu, we maintain and we preserve that same relationship. And now we turn to Him, in that state of an absence of a Beis HaMikdash, in that Golas in exile, and we long, a sentence will say momentarily. We say that Hashem's compassion, He should forgive, but really Yechaper means cover. Not destroy us. Turns away His anger. And not stir up all of His wrath against us. We say this Pasuk. Anyone remember how many times a day? We say it four times a day, which is not only a greater indictment if we don't know what it means. Calculate how many days you've been saying it four times a day and feel a little bit bad if you don't know exactly what it means. But we say the Pasuk four times a day in Hodu, in Yichvod, Uvalatzion, and again in Marev. Question is, why do we describe Hashem as Vahu Rachum? It would be more efficient to say that He's Mirachem. What is Vahu Rachum? What is the difference between describing Hashem as a Mirachem and Vahu Rachum? Rashwab in the Sefer Antila says, Mirachem means merciful. Vahu Rachum means He responds mercifully. So we are longing, we're turning to Hashem, we're staying from a state of exile, from an absence of a Beis HaMikdash. His Kedusha is unchanged. His qualities, His Midos, they're unchanged. And therefore, Vahu Rachum he who responds mercifully, Yechaper Avon. We ask him to show that Rachamim to us. What is Yechaper Avon? May he cover our mistakes. It means a loving parent, sometimes there's a failure, a fault, a violation, and a discretion of a child. A parent drew a line, the child walked over it. But a loving parent sometimes looks away, they cover the mistake. They'll deal with it later. It's a sign of Rachamim. It's evidence of compassion. And we ask Hashem to express that compassion towards us. And that he not stir up all of his anger, all of his wrath, no matter what we are deserving. We neglect his will and we violate his instructions. And we violate our own pledges and promises of who we say we're going to be and what we're going to do. And the truth is we would be deserving of his wrath if he were to in fact mete out to us the punishment that he warned us we would get, we'd be in big trouble. So we say, we understand we're without your base amintash. But your Kadoshu and your Vahu Rachum, we are trying to tap into and invoke Vahu, the quality in you which is Rachum, our loving Father. You're a Dayan Emes, you're also a judge of truth, but you're our kind and compassionate Father. And we ask you to look at us with that quality of compassion and therefore to not stir up your wrath or anger and take it out on us.